You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three times a week, we're coming at you on the 415ers podcast, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy with you as always. You can find me on social media at eGiddings10, Mark at Mark Grandy, Mark with a C, Grandy with an I, as always on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network in cooperation with 95.7 The Game. Download, rate, and subscribe. We are talking about the 49ers and the Denver Broncos. That is the story of the day. That might be the story of the week. I don't know how long it's going to take for 49ers fans to get over this loss. And it who knows? It may take a miraculous win. It 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 felt like, and you mentioned it, the game, the Thursday night game against the Tennessee Titans, a game where you couldn't figure out how they found a way to lose. And and that's why I led with off the top of this podcast. It felt like 2021 again. For as much as people wanted to say there was, you know, kind of a a, a unique feeling in the air, some sort of nirvana from, from the beginning of Jimmy Garoppolo's time in the 49ers. I mean, he just, he looked like a guy that was no longer supposed to be on the team. I mean, the only difference to me from last year to now is the fact that you don't have the shadow of Trey Lance, unfortunately in the background. So I I don't expect anywhere in the near future, anyone to be throwing the name Brock Purdy around no, so don't worry, people gonna... already are. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's the thing. You're, well, you're going to be stuck with this quarterback. Unless Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, which I guess odds would tell you based on his careers may or may not going to happen. The odds are not necessarily out of his favor. But Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback of this team. There are going to be games like this for the San Francisco 49ers. The question is, how do you bounce back? And I do believe, I think it was actually week nine, Mark, last year when they had the Monday night game against the Rams. They were three and five. I had a chance to go to that game, and it was like jubilation because they stormed back and they they found a way to, you know, pull up from their backs against the wall when they lost against Colt 45 McCoy the week before at home against Arizona (laughs) Cardinals. And that was, that felt like the lowest point. But I hate to break it to you. If this is week three, I don't know if this is going to be the lowest point for the Niners this season. Because Garoppolo has already shown you that he is who we thought he was. He is the exact same guy from yesteryear. He is the exact same guy from the last couple of seasons. He's going to be good enough to keep you in the game. He's not going to be good enough for you to win the game. The defense entering the fourth quarter of last night's game had given up three points in seven quarters. And they could not pitch the shutout. They could not keep Russell Wilson, the Broncos, out of the end zone, nor should we expect them to. Because if you give up, like you mentioned, nine points on defense, you should find a way to win the game. The Niners could not do it, and that's what feels so dissatisfying about today is there was every symptom of a win, and yet you are ending up with a loss. And that 
that is the thing that hurts the most. Yeah, and then you look at the season from a larger perspective and you think, all right, well, how can the team bounce back from this? Well, you look at the first three weeks of the season, you're one and two. And this is potentially the easiest three-game stretch of the season when you look just opponent by opponent. I mean, Chicago week one, they're two and one, but probably the most fraudulent two and one team in the NFL so far this year. And then, you know, at home against Seattle, I think you can make the case now that Seattle is the worst team in the NFL. You dominate that game. You win by 20. Okay, congratulations. And then on the road against Denver, who I think a lot of people probably chalked this game up as a loss originally. So maybe there's a slight positive there in that maybe a lot of people didn't have this game as a win originally. You can still bounce back and recover from it. But considering now what Denver has looked like through three weeks, which is by far... Uh, you know, not nearly as good as anyone was expecting. Considering who you played and, and who these teams are, who we know them to be now, you should be 3-0 and at this point in the season. You are 1-2. You have the Rams next week, a couple of soft spots on the road at Carolina, at Atlanta, and then things get difficult. Kansas City, the Rams again, a bye, the Chargers, Arizona Cardinals, New Orleans, Miami, Tampa Bay. I mean, things get difficult in the middle part of the season. So you squander perhaps the easiest three-game stretch of your season with a one-and-two record. Now, I know it's a long season. Things can change. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Kyle Shanahan said during the postgame you know, after Sunday night in Denver. But my God, you're one-and-two against these three teams. That does not at all, uh, you know, make any fan confident in what's to come because at the worst, you should be two and one after this three game stretch. You're one and two. You somehow squandered the game in Denver. Uh, I mean, it, it's just hard to, to come out of this game, despite the fact that the defense had a legendary performance. Legendary. They were so good. Russell Wilson, who obviously is not nearly as good as he once was, looked like He's never been a starting, you know, caliber quarterback in this league. And you still lose that game. It's it's just mind blowing. Well, I do want to focus in on the quarterback play and specifically specifically the safety because there was a lot that happened on that play that potentially is going to affect the quarter the, the 49ers for for a while because Look, I, I know Kyle Shanahan, and maybe this is—I I don't know about you, Mark. This was the first time in a while that I can—I can specifically remember and pinpoint him taking bl blame not only for the loss and then the ineptitude of his offense, but for a play that he called, saying that he was trying to do too much on the one-yard line. Garoppolo loses his sense of where he is in the end zone, backpedals out. Dan Orlovsky is tweeting, "Freedom, I am saved." <laughs> And no longer going to be the poster boy for safeties and quarterbacks in the NFL because Jimmy Garoppolo did him a solid last night. But not only that, Trent Williams gets rolled up on. He, suffer, he suffers a high ankle sprain, as reported by Jennifer Lee Chan of NBC Sports Bay Area, is going to in all likelihood miss a month, multiple weeks at minimum, that your potentially best offensive player graded by PFF last year is going to be now out for multiple games. And then you throw a pick six, which gets called back because you stepped out of bounds. <laughs> like it was the, I don't know if there has been a, a, a worse play, certainly in 49ers history, 
But I'm and the first thing that comes to mind is the butt fumble. First thing that comes to mind, maybe even after yesterday, was the butt punt. <laughs> and then Jimmy Garoppolo finds a way to outdo the butt punt in the same day because he runs out of the back of the end zone. I, I cannot, I cannot understand what is going on. And yet at the end of the play, I'm relieved because it should be six points, and yet it's only two. And the Niners <laughs> like and the Niners end up being up seven to five. I felt like I was watching a baseball game with just like I could not. It didn't compute as to what happened. I had to watch the play multiple times just to figure out, okay, number one, what was the worst thing that happened? It was probably Trent Williams going down. Number two, what was the worst thing that happened? Probably Jimmy Garoppolo throwing a pick six. And then the least worst thing on that play is him stepping out of bounds and giving the other team two points in the ball in the ball back. Yeah, I think uh, Chris Collinsworth said it on the NBC broadcast last night. He said, I don't think I've ever seen a safety be a break for the team committing the safety. That's how weird that play was. And, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit, kind of danced around the subject. And I know a lot of people have talked about this, how Kyle Shanahan and, and Jimmy Garoppolo, specifically, I think Garoppolo towards Jimmy, and he's well within his right to do this, has kind of, you know, shown maybe some cracks in that relationship. I mean, you think back to last week where, I guess after the the Seattle game where he was like, this feels like 2017. We we kind of you know threw the ball around and it felt really good. We don't do that often here, but it was fun to do that once again. He doubled down on that during the week last week, saying he he enjoys having some more of that freedom. How the play calling has kind of changed when he was a first year starter versus now, and then filling in for the injured Trey Lance last week. Kyle Shanahan, you know, kind of got into a to a, a back and forth with members of the media when asked about Jimmy Garoppolo's answer. And then last night when asked about that play call that resulted in the safety, it was a second and 10 from the two yard line. Garoppolo said, yeah, well, it was a long developing play. I'm just running what was called. It was quote, a tough situation. And, you know, to be fair, Shanahan did take the blame for that said, yeah, I put him in a bad spot. That one's on me, but but still, you don't normally hear the team's starting quarterback come out and say, uh, I mean, I, I was put in a bad situation. Like, reading between the, the lines there, why would you call a long-developing play from your own two-yard line? Uh, maybe I'm reading a bit too far into it, Evan, but it does kind of seem like there are some cracks developing in this relationship between Shanahan and Garoppolo. Now, maybe it's fair for both because certainly – Garoppolo can feel upset the way that Kyle Shanahan has handled this whole thing, not even necessarily the play calling, but just the way that that Shanahan basically fired Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, you know, once the offseason came towards an end, was like, no, please come back. But if you're Shanahan, I mean, the way that you saw him play, I mean, there was this moment in the first half, Evan, uh, I, I, I think it was the first quarter early on in the game when Debo Samuel just ran a go route down the right sideline and there was some miscommunication between the Denver secondary and Debo was 10 yards beyond anyone else. And that was Garoppolo's first read. He looked to the right, saw him and maybe didn't trust his arm. Didn't, you know, doesn't have his arm strength fully back yet. Whatever the case is, did not make the throw instead through to the left sideline. I believe 
towards Ayuk. It was it was well covered by Pat Sertan, and it was broken up. And and the camera then flipped to Kyle Shanahan on the sideline, and he didn't say anything, but you could just tell based on the the expression on his face how upset he was that Jimmy Garoppolo either didn't see it, although it looked like he saw Debo wide open, but at least didn't even try to make the throw. There was another moment later on in the game where he did make the throw to a wide open Debo Samuel. They completed the pass, but came nowhere near hitting Debo in stride. If he does, it's a walk-in touchdown for Debo. Instead, it's a decent gain, but he's tackled as he makes the catch. I mean, there is... No doubt in my mind, Kyle Shanahan has a reason to be frustrated with Jimmy Garoppolo, but Garoppolo also has a reason to be frustrated with Kyle Shanahan. But it's rare, I think, you see kind of those frustrations play themselves out in front of the media. Yeah, and that is a relationship that everyone will have their eyes on as we move forward in this season, specifically because the 49ers may end up be parting with Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of this year just like we thought that they were going to part with him at the end of last season, and then he makes his way back. I think Jimmy has reason to be frustrated with Shanahan going all the way back to March at the end of last year. Shanahan has his own reasons to be frustrated with Garoppolo as far as his play. But in a way, Jimmy G has also bailed Shanahan out just by being on this roster, because if he's not on the team, it would have been Brock Purdy last night, and we do not know how that would have went. Might have looked better, might have looked worse. I don't think people. I don't think fans can can figure out how it would have looked worse. But the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is this, and and I'm glad you brought up the miss pass, the one that he did hit. There seems to be, and it keeps going back to what we know about Jimmy Garoppolo. When he is your quarterback, there is less room for error potentially than any other quarterback situation in football especially when you consider the offensive line that you have when when Trent Williams was in the game, the running game that you are expected to have, which was largely ineffective against, I think, a pretty good Denver front. But then your weapons outside, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle did return to this game. This was the first game that he played this season, was largely ineffective, especially in the passing game. And who knows, especially when Trent Williams goes down, maybe Kittle becomes effectively your next tackle. Like he's your next man up and you got to use him to block. But for the position that the 49ers were coming into this season with a slew of weapons that were reported to, you know, potentially be one of the one of the uh the conference's best, one of the league's best, they weren't able to get much separation. And then the few times that Shanahan was able to create a position for them to succeed. They didn't get it done, and or Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't hit them. There is less room for error with this offense, potentially than ever before, despite them having a defense that rivals that of 2019, at least on paper. Right now, they are 28th in points. They are third in defense. Likely, they both will come back and regress to a mean somewhere in the middle, but for right now, it is not adding up for the Niners as far as an equation to win football games consistently, and that's what people, I think, are most concerned about. 